The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk about the lost art of physical media in the world of pro wrestling. I'm talking programs, ticket stubs, VHS tapes, DVDs, and how all those things made us fall in love with the world of pro wrestling. Also, we get into the conversation with our very own Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I um, am very upset at the fact that Best Buy officially has said they're not selling any more uh, physical media anymore. No more CDs, no more DVDs, no more Blu-rays. They're, not, they're completely getting rid of all physical media. I still love physical media. When a band I like comes out with an album, I like to buy the vinyl. I like to buy the CD. And I still love DVD. WWE uh, doesn't have DVDs anymore either. They don't put out new DVDs here in the States. I think they still do in the UK, but they don't put out any uh, DVDs here in the States anymore. I think AEW still does. I know AEW just uh, released uh, on their website. Uh, all in the first ever all in is available on Blu-ray, but yeah, that physical media Tommy is completely getting phased out right now. Um, I know impacts offering the DV limited run of DVDs for bound for glory, which was just off the charts. Um, here's, you know, I go to a lot of sporting events. I just went to the Sabres game on Monday and they offered a puck with both teams logos, the date, and it was 20 bucks. And I was like, man, this is a cool thing. But because I've already been to so many stadiums, I didn't want to start it. I hate that. I don't have physical tickets to any of these games. I really do because yes, I'll have those memories, but I'll have no, I mean, I'm not like a big scrapbooker, but I have tickets, actual ticket subs of my first ever match. And, you know, yes, you could get stuff like that printed out. It just uh, bothers me that the physical tickets are not um, involved. I know you get laminated stuff, but they're they're a pricey, pricey thing. Or, I mean, how many times for myself, hey, can you sign my ticket, which is proof that I was there. And then, oh, my gosh, I, you know, got somebody's autograph. I love that, you know, something to touch. You know, I, I'm reading books still. 
I don't have, you know, audio books. It's just, and I have behind me a complete collection of so many wrestlers books. I just really like that. That's me personally, but I feel there's going to be generations of people who don't know that experience or like you. When I saw your excitement, when you were opening up the Terry Funk uh, album and then you saw like, you're like, Oh wow, look at this. It's like a scrapbook. involved. Yeah. These little things are, are going to be lost for what? Because of technology. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess people, I guess because of smart TVs and because of phones, you don't need the physical and, you know, it's a lot of people right now love that space saving, you know, and I get all that I, for me. And this is the old man talking and this I'm not hating on that. If you if you prefer to watch it on your phone, your smart TV, that's fine. I'm not I'm not saying that it should be this way. I'm just saying the way that I prefer. I like I like physical media. I don't feel like I own it, Tommy, unless I can hold it in my hand. So if I like I've downloaded something on my phone. You know, I don't feel like I actually physically own that because I just feel like, hey, if something ever happens to my phone or something, that's lost. That's now gone. Like if I have a physical copy and I you know what? I am a scrapbooker. I have a ton of scrapbooks here in my office. Um, I have uh, Tommy and, you know, I'll pull it out at some point. I have a big box full of ticket stubs from all the wrestling events that I've gone to. Like, and I, and I just love opening it up from time to time and just kind of like going through it. Like, sh and, and there's shows that I've completely forgotten about. There's shows that I thought I watched on TV and then I realized I actually went there because Tommy, obviously me covering this show for the last 15 years, but being a fan for over 40 years, I've gone to a lot of pro wrestling events. Um, I love the fact that I have those stubs and I, I've, I've kept every stub from every wrestling event that I've gone to. So even like when I've gone as a, as a person of media and I've gotten like the comp tickets, I've kept those too. Like I just, I, I keep it. And then the same thing with like, I'm a big Alice Cooper fan, big kiss fan. I have all my ticket stubs from Alice Cooper and kiss to a point. Because like you said, Tommy, the last few Alice Cooper concerts I went to, there was no physical ticket. You know, it was on my phone. I just, I actually, I'm going to see the re-release Dawn of the Dead. To, and I'm going uh, to see Dawn of the Dead, right? Uh, in the movie theater. That's on my phone. Like, you don't even get like a ticket for that. Even sometimes when you go to the movies, they scan your phone. It's a, it's a different world. But I love the physical copies. And especially going back to the point that we originally made, the DVDs. I love having those DVDs. Why? Because I'm sure with Bound for Glory that uh, Impact is going to release, there's extras. There's maybe some matches that you didn't see or maybe in interviews or behind-the-scene footage that you, that you didn't get to see on the pay-per-view. A lot of times on the DVD, they release those types of material, and now you don't get that because you don't have that physical copy anymore. I said a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. No, but you're right. Hey, I still have the program from the White Plains, Westchester County Center, the first show I ever saw. And um, that day molded me as a human being because of, you know, Bob Backlund snubbing me for an autograph. And I was just, and I always try and always have tried to 
sign for everybody because I remember how I, that felt. Or I have the program of the when I saw Dusty Rhodes and Bugsy McGraw wrestle Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch. It wasn't autographed. I still I I went through that thing like crazy. I actually think there's a yodel stain on it as well from my <laughs> thumbprint because I was probably eating yodels. And um, but what I'm trying to say is, man, like that day I drove home and I told my dad, this is what I have to do for a living. I have physical proof of that day. And, you know, the 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 business card Johnny Rods handed to me to join his wrestling school, the, the first ticket of my ever first ever show. I have somewhere the first ticket of me main eventing at the ECW arena. Um, and I'm a wrestler Think I know what it feels like to be a fan. And I know what it feels like to be a wrestler. Also, when you, you deal with your phone, I'll tell you, I, I've had an insane schedule. I went to Denver. <clears throat> if anyone's ever flown to Denver, you got to go downstairs to go into TSA. The Wi-Fi was not working. They would not let me get on my plane. I had to step out of a line, and even though I'm clear, TSA pre, there was at least 900 people waiting online, and clear was off the charts, like long. Yeah. I, For the one time, I never got a physical ticket. I always get a physical ticket because you can't rely on your phone. Or this past weekend, flying from Chicago to Buffalo, um, if anyone's ever been to O'Hare, it's kind of a mess. If you got to rent a car, you got to take a tram. And you got to find what gate you got off your terminal. <clears throat> I got there about two and a half hours early. My app changed the gate four times. My ticket never did. Guess where I flew out of? The original ticket. And I was like, I just sat at a Starbucks. Actually, me and Bubba sat at a Starbucks and had a long conversation, which was really cool because we haven't spoken like that in a long time. Uh, kind of started with the Hall of Fame. And we had a great conversation with Mike Tenay. And then we had a really, really good conversation at Starbucks, which is cool because our relationship has definitely been uh, stretched like his pants. Um, but what, what I'm trying to say is those, my app kept on. And if you're in O'Hare and you got to go from J to B, you're putting on your walking shoes. I mean, you got, it's a long trek. My physical ticket never changed the gate. About 30 minutes in, it came up right where I was. So there's uh, something to being old and having that physical stuff with you because if those phones crash or your battery dies, you're screwed. Yeah, I, I always, like when I go to an airport, I always print out the physical ticket. Uh, but you mentioned programs, and that's another lost thing when it comes to pro wrestling, Tommy, is the is the program. You know, I used to love buying those programs when I would go and they would tell you all the matches that were going to happen that night. And I and 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 Tommy, I gave um, I gave you one of the programs from was it December yep. of 85 when Hogan wrestled Big John Studd in the main event because we were both at that event. And I was like, it meant more for me to give that to you than to actually have it myself. But like you could go back and look at that program and go, oh, wow, I forgot that. The oh, I saw oh, like. I was looking back at a program of an event that I went to in July of 84 for the WWF. And I had, I was, I was thinking in my head, did I ever physically see Mil Mascaris wrestle? And then, um, I looked and I, 
in that at that event he wrestled Pete Doherty at the Meadowlands. I completely forgot about that. How did I remember that? And how did it jog my memory by looking at those programs? And I still have all my old pro, old programs. I have a program, uh, Star Wars '85, with the first time that the AWA and the NWA did a show together at the Meadowlands, and I have. Rick Flair has signed that program. Nikita Koloff has signed that program. Um, I had Gary Michael Capetto, who was the ring announcer that night, signed the program. Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant has signed the program. Uh, Greg Gagne, who I got when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame in Albany, he he inducted his dad. I had him sign the program. Why? Because I had the physical copy of that program. And now, like, think about that. That's worth a lot of money because I have six or seven different signatures of wrestlers in that program. And it means something to me because I remember my dad buying me that program. And like you said, with the program that you were talking about with the Yodel State, I must have paged through that program over the last, you know, 35, 30 something years, at least a hundred times. The, um, if you look at memorabilia, sports memorabilia, wrestling memorabilia, the businesses as big as ever, but like why it's a personal connection to an event. And also people want, you know, Hey, I, why do people want certain items? But you know, programs thing of the past match card rundown thing of the past. Um, I know I have, I just got a program from the jets Broncos game. Um, and it's a thick ass book, but it's a lot of advertisements and it was free handing it to me, but I, already kept it i haven't thrown it out because it was a fun day um but i'm saying again don't have those items lost because if you really do think about it there's all these things that in 10 years from now you cannot say i got a ticket stub autographed by roman reigns or you know mjf yeah you can't say that anymore and programs as well even if they did it on a limited run it would totally up their value Absolutely. You know, I've gone, Mets were horrible this year. Every game that they had, that they had a giveaway was packed. I have a Buck Showalter rain jacket and the bobbleheads is like they were pure gold. And then the next day they were all on the market because, hey, if you go to the game, it's something special. And then you have fans that can't go to the game, but they want these items. Think of these items were signed. Well, and, and the other thing, going back to the DVDs, and I know I've showed this to you before, but like Tommy, I have like, you know, me being such a huge Ric Flair fan, I have 35 DVDs of Best of Ric Flair. And they are all that I converted from my VHS tapes. Like I had a VHS collection, and then I converted all those VHS tapes to DVD. I know, I, I write such a... No, because what it means is you went through these VCRs and then like stopped for your Ric Flair matches and then said, I got to convert this to DVD. Yeah. And I converted it to DVD and I, I had a buddy that said, Oh my God, what a loser. Like you could get all that stuff on YouTube, which is true, Tommy, not everything, but again, and I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. How many times have you gone to go and you seen a match on YouTube? Then you went back to, to look at it again and it's gone. Like it was copyrighted or maybe the person that uploaded it, you know, deleted it. Now that now that match that you were able to go to YouTube and watch is now gone. 
me having it on DVD, it lasts forever. Like, I'll be able to always go and watch those matches whenever I want to. And I don't have to worry about it being deleted or it being copyrighted. I own this. It's physical. I can watch it anytime that I want. As someone who's goes to a lot of concerts now, uh, especially with my, you know, daughters, those concert sweatshirts, those concert um, t-shirts, big bucks. Yep. My daughters would never get rid of them. My daughters would never want to sell them because, and I, I'll see it. They'll sleep in that. You know, I have to usually go for a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. And they they wear it until it's, hey, you need to put that away. It's got to be washed because you slept in it for five nights. You know, it's a memorable event for the rest of your life where you have something physical that you could hold on to. It's special. And I don't want to see generations of people not having it. Or it's just going to be a cleaner society because they won't have as much junk like you and I do. Speaking of T-shirts, I know that one of your, like, Holy Night of Champions, grails. don't even talk about it. I Night had of it. Champions. I know, I know you did. I have a buddy, Chris Allo, who believes he has it. He's going through Oof. like his stuff. And and I told him, if you find it, tell me because I want to give it to Tommy. I'll, I, I don't care how much it costs. Big bucks, Dave. I don't so want I'm, you to do I'm, I'm, No, no, I'm calling out Chris Allo right now. Let me ask you this, Tommy. If Chris Allo was able to find that shirt, or anybody, I'm, I'm leaving this out to anybody. Anybody that ha- could possibly have that Night of Champions t-shirt. And what it is, is Night of Champions, 1984, Meadowlands Arena, main event, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. If anybody has that shirt, Tommy, would you be willing? Because I would be for you, because I know how much you want this shirt. Would you, if somebody were to give you that shirt for free, would you be okay having that person co-host with us for a day? That's easy, sure. So, like on a on a on a Thursday, I was offer. I was going to offer a lot more, but that's no, that's no. I, if anybody has that Night of Champions T-shirt, if you're willing to give it up to Tommy Dreamer, I will let you co-host with me and Tommy on a show. Nice. I mean, that would be cool, right? Very much so. That's like a dream come true to a lot of nation members to be able to co-host the show with Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer. I was going to fly him to Vegas, but yours is easier. Yeah, dude. Don't tell them what they could have possibly had. Let's <laughs> focus on what you get. Rice Aroni. I will cook you rice of Roni. You would cook rice of Roni. All right, so I'm putting it out there to Chris Allo and anybody else that might have the T-shirt. Does it matter what size, Tommy? Well, no, nothing will fit this girthy. But I mean, you would anymore. if you if you had the shirt, would you even wear the shirt? No, I just loved and again, an image. I recreated that shirt when I'm in an ECW um, shirt with the back because. I loved it so much. All right. So this is going to Chris Aller or anybody else who might have that shirt. If you have the Night of Champions shirt, Meadowlands, 1984. If you give it to Tommy, we'll let you co-host on Busted Open with us. What would you say your uh, 
most prized possession ticket and most prized possession program. Well, definitely the, say, the Star Wars 85 program, which when we come back for break, I'll show you. And I'm sure they'll take a picture and post it. But without a doubt, it's the Star Wars 85 program for me. Um, I designed the Barely Legal and Hardcore Heaven programs based upon uh, Night of Champions and WrestleMania and loved doing it because I remember my WrestleMania program. Um, lost my WrestleMania ticket on the train home. Really? Yep. My friend's, uh, my friend, his father, we went and we took Metro North and I just, you know, you know, as you're a kid, you're always, you know, this is also what 80 something you're, you're excited, but you're also, Hey, you're on the train. You got to pay attention, blah, blah, blah. And I was remember, I guess I put my ticket in my program and it fell out on the train. That sucks. Yeah. If I had to pick one ticket, it would probably be, and this is actually available on YouTube, but I have the physical copy as well. Uh, July 15th, 1984 is my 13th birthday. My family took me to see um, wrestling at the Meadowlands. It's my birthday, July 15th. And um, the main event was Roddy Piper versus Jimmy Superfly Snooker. How many people have their tickets of my blood that they used to put my their tickets out at the arena and I would just rub my head against all their fans, bleed on them. That's awesome. Different times. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. That's awesome. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. A big portion of today's show is about the loss of the physical media when it comes to pro wrestling. DVDs are gone. Um, programs are gone. Obviously, ticket stubs have been phased out because now you just bring it up on your phone. So really quick, Justin, like the topic today was that loss of physical media. You're somebody that obviously younger than Tommy and I, you're kind of from another generation. So what are your thoughts on that loss of physical media? Well, it sucks. I mean, yeah, I'm, I am of a, a younger generation, I guess, than YouTube. But I mean, I still, you know, I, I still, you know, my favorite ticket stubs and T-shirts and stuff are, you know, from the 90s, you know, so the, I mean, you know, more than, you know, 20, 25 years worth of stuff that are my favorite. So, yeah, it does suck when I see that everything is becoming so just, you know, it's just paperless and, and oh, oh, download down, you know, scan this code and you'll get tonight's program, whether it's for wrestling or a concert or whatever, or you know, same thing with the ticket. You know, here, here's your barcode on your virtual wallet. And, you know, it sucks. I mean, the one thing I will say, one one piece of physical, it's, I don't know if you call it media, but one thing that is kind of nice that uh, it kind of happened by accident that I've started collecting from WWE. And I say it's happened from accident because it started as just props that we needed in the TV studio for the chair shot reality show I used to host. And now I've continued on is, is having those custom chairs that WWE yeah. puts out that be, again, I, at first I had ones that I did not earn that I did not actually attend. It was just ones I was able to get um, through very generous people for props. And then I started actually like kind of making a point to like, let me try to get that. Let me, let, let me, let me get a ticket to have this chair. And, what, and, and, you know, now I've, I've actually acquired some that are, you know, like the one that I keep in this actual studio room here, you can't see, but, it's from the Manhattan Center, from the Raw 25. And that's special to me because I never thought, and I can remember watching the very first Monday Night Raw in 93, and I never thought that I'd get to see a Monday Night Raw, being a kid that grew up in Southern Maryland, that I get to go to the uh, Manhattan Center and see a Monday Night Raw. And then when they came around to do the Raw 25 and split the locations, I was like, I'm absolutely getting myself there. Uh, and so that one's you know special to, to me for, for that reason. 
I have my ECW one night stand chairs. They're the company chairs. When the when people come over and need more chairs, those, yeah. those are the chairs <laughs> I uh, bring out. I have two of them. It's great that you say that, Tommy. We're actually doing a Halloween. We're having a Halloween party here tonight. Thanks for the at the house. I clearly sent it. It must have got lost in the mail. Uh, I, I, I gave it to Paul. Paul didn't pass it on. And yeah, whenever we whenever we need extra extra seating for asses, that, that those chairs come out. I will say this: I found this the other day, and I heard you guys talking a minute ago, so I grabbed it. I mean, it's not the oldest of things, but it is. Talk about original. My very first WrestleMania I ever got to attend was uh, seventeen. You know, so arguably one of the greatest. And I still have this original. It doesn't do as much justice. It's the Rock Austin shirt. And it's so cool. There's like little details. You know, it's got WWE.com, which I love. But there's little details you won't be able to see probably through the the screen here. But there's the 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 bull, Rock's bull, and then Austin's skull is like almost like a hollow, like a like a hologram that's like very subtly in this cotton fabric. That you have to shine a light on for it to come out. Things like that, I I have that I appreciate. But yeah, I, I mean, I love those uh, event specific shirts. Like right now. I know like when the WWE, even AEW, when they're on tour, they say, you know, I was there. Mm. But it's so it's generic to being just I was at a AEW event or I was at a WWE event. I love those event specific T-shirts like the one that you just showed us. And 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 under that, that same line, how brilliant is it that they're doing? They've been doing it for the last year or two. How brilliant on WWE's part to do the city name in 316 and then in the, in the city's colors every show, every week when I when I watch. Raw SmackDown, I, I I I see several of those, and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, if I see several just on camera for one I'm catching, I know there's, you know, hundreds more in that yes. in that building that got sold. I'm like, what a br- what a brilliant, like taking something from 1996 that's still as popular today with wrestling fans that is putting the city with it. What a great money maker for them and for for I assume for 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 Steve Austin. That's awesome. You're welcome, wrestling industry, ECW, Hardcore Cafe. We would do it every local town, and we would steal your colors. See, that's see, that's awesome, and, and it's and it's such a great idea. Paul just reminded me when we went to Atlanta for Monday Night Raw, they were selling like George's own Cody Rhodes T-shirts, and I bought one as soon as I got to the arena, and by you know the second segment of the show. The, the the t-shirts were sold out because everybody i mean it's an easy like you said an easy money maker justin because anybody that's at that event is going to want that specific event only t-shirt and then it's almost impossible to get that shirt once the event is over you know they don't usually sell it online or anything like that so yeah it's an easy money maker for everybody justin our, uh, our what is your what is your i guess most near and dear to your heart piece of memorabilia oh um that's a great question i actually it'll say this it's probably um it's a giant cardboard wrestling bill of a show i think it might have been technically under the maryland championship wrestling uh letters but it's from the mid 90s and it's got a lot of guys several ecw guys of course uh at the time it's got a lot of guys signatures that were on this card uh, and I have a few of them, all from us from a window of error. But it, it's near and dear to my heart, especially now more than ever, because uh, my grandfather, who uh, helped um, organize those shows and you know helped get guys from from airport to to venue and such, and I got to ride along with him a lot of times. He passed away earlier this year. He was very close. I was very close with him my entire life, and he passed away um, this past year. And so now more than ever, I'd say I've I've made a point to 
keep keep track of where those are, but whether here in my house or with my family in Maryland, because just having those, not just for the the wrestling fandom, but for what it meant and the memories that it was tied to him and the time I spent with him, and that you know that's probably the near and dear. Be a, a connection, bro. Yep. It really is. When when the caller called in when he said the show in Tom's River, I immediately thought of my dad because my dad was gone, but my uncle, his best friend, was there. And that was the last time I saw him. Wow. Yeah. As soon as he said that, man, I was like, and plus my mom just passed away. And it was just like, you get flooded with emotions from a specific event. You don't have that physical uh, piece of that event. You ain't going to get those emotions brought me exactly back to where I was and it made me happy, made me sad, but then made me happy. But these are things that we're talking about. But anyway. that's like, I think that's the connection of that physical portion of it. Like, Justin, what you were saying, you know, that it brings somebody who just recently passed that you were very, very close to, that brings back those moments and memories when you're looking at something like a poster or a program or a T-shirt. Like, it brings you back to the exact moment when you are holding that in your hand at the event. Like, when I look at those those programs, I, it brings me back to like sitting in that chair with my dad with that program in my hand. And it, and it's just like I always say about music. A lot That's the beauty of music is like you'll hear a song, you're in your car, and a song comes on the radio, and it instantly brings you back to a moment in time. And I think those physical and – and to me, it's it's unlike any other sport. Like – and I've said this before, Justin, and tell me if you agree. You don't go back and watch old football games. You don't go back and watch old baseball games. But how many times do you go back and watch an old match or an old WrestleMania, an old event? Like you do that. All, I know for myself, I do that all the time, Justin. I think, I think there's such a connection when it comes to the past and pro wrestling more than any other form of entertainment. It's funny you said that, Dave, because you're right. I was just kind of thinking of something similar to this of the day is that like, yeah, when I scroll past the NFL network channel or the MLB network channel and the, at times on like, you know, downtimes during the week with nothing current going on, they'll show a game from the 90s or maybe in the eight, whatever. And it's like I could flick that game on. And even if it's even if it's a game that has one of the teams that I root for, I probably can't recall who, the score or much less for sure who won. But yeah, you're right. I can pull out yep. a wrestling match from 1992. I know exactly what the finish is. I know exactly how the story is going to end. But I'm going to yep. watch that 10 times out of 10 over top of uh, an Orioles game from 1992. So. Hey, and, and, and Justin, it's, it's crazy. I remember the first show that my dad brought me to, the first time I ever saw professional wrestling. And the first match I actually ever saw in the ring was SD Special Delivery Jones against Rene Goulet. And I think about that match, and it's nowhere. It's not on YouTube. It wasn't televised, but it's etched in my brain. I remember exactly the view from where I saw it, from the seat that I was sitting in. I remember, like, how the seat felt that I was sitting in. I remember what my dad was saying to me during that. Like, here, here's something that a moment... Justin, I've never been able to relive because it wasn't televised, but I can, it's etched in my brain as if I've seen it a million times. Great. You, you know, the memory I have of my first uh, ever live event was a WWF one. 
And I'd love to know if anybody else, you guys call or anybody else ever, ever went to an arena that, that, that they had the situation and it was, it was, a, it was a house show. It was um, Landover, Maryland. Um, they called it the cap center. It's what the Capitals played at the time. And it was a WWF house show. And I can remember, I can remember where I was sitting and I can remember seeing the ring and I was very young, but I remember all this. I remember the ring. I remember the aisleway. But then from my vantage point off to the left, like it's almost like the it's almost like the one third of the floor. They still left the ice. The ice was exposed. They didn't have the, it, I, I, I know I'm not making this up. I, I can remember vividly. And I and that's always I remember vividly. I'm like, they, for whatever reason, they didn't they didn't have chairs. They didn't have tickets sold in that part. They left the ice just exposed. And I'm just thinking as, as a little boy, that's the weirdest damn thing. Why is the ice exposed here while we're having a wrestling show? It just seems problematic. Um, yes. I don't know if that was common practice at the time of like, you know, again, the, the building was just like, ah, screw it. We don't have any tickets. We don't have any chairs over here. So we're not, we're not covering the ice down. I don't know, but that's one of those, we, again, things burn in your memory as a child for, you know, and that was my first ever live WWF event. So I'll never forget that. That's awesome. I remember seeing that in Canada shows where as a performer, where we had to, I remember we were up in Ottawa and we were working where the senators would play. And we were, our, our entrance, again, it was a live event. And they had just thrown a carpet over the ice. So, and then we had an entranceway. So we had to walk on a wet carpet <laughs> to get to the ring. And having boots on and then getting into the ring, it's like wrestling on ice. And it's so slippery. When your boots get wet, it's the most dangerous thing. And every single match had that. And I just remember it too, because it was all uh it was one of the rare shows that Stephanie just came along. She was with Hunter, they were dating, but she just rare came on the road just to hang out with her husband. And everyone was like, Oh, the office is here, we gotta work even harder when it had nothing to do with any of that. It was just, you know, she was there just to hang out with her boyfriend or fiance. Wow. Wait, so this is early 2000s. You're, you're telling me at this point, the company couldn't get something thicker and more durable to, for you to walk on. Than... No. <laughs> oh my God. Like they could get a rubber mat, like a right. rubber mat, you know, it was <laughs> like a, it was a carpet. It was a <laughs> carpet. We, it was the locker room. And then you walked out and it was like maybe three quarters, but there was ice. And then there was just the curtains and we'd walk through a curtain and that from the curtain was just a carpet uh, to the back. It's it's like right around the time where the company's going public on Wall yes. Street. No, they already were public. <laughs> They're a public company. And we're, that just seems like it's a liability nightmare. It's My fine. God. We're fine. <laughs> oh, of course, you're hardcore. Of course, like, yeah, what am I yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't Dave, matter. Dave and I, Dave and I, be bitching and flopping around, and oh my, I would have slipped. There is no <laughs> doubt in my mind, Justin, that I would have slipped on my way to the ring. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 